Peter Thomas Fornatal here. We at In The Money Media are so happy to be partnering with Maggie Wolfendale on this new podcast series. On these shows, Maggie is telling the story of the horses through the voices of the people who love them and whose lives have been changed by them. Best of all, they're being produced to benefit our friends at the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, whose mission of saving lives, both human and equine, is so important to Maggie and so important to us at the network. To make a gift to support this show and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, go to trfinc.org slash off track. That's trfinc.org slash off track. The next voice you hear will be Maggie Wolfendale. Chestnut Gelding, fold April 10th, 2016, in Kentucky. By include, out of Princess Susan by Jumpstart. 15 starts, one first, one second, zero thirds. Earnings, $8,345. Jockey Club name, Inked. This is his story, off track, as told by the woman who named him and trained him as a two-year-old and then adopted him as a six-year-old, Kirsten Fada. Please be joined today by Kirsten Fada of Yellow Pine Farms. And Kirsten, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about Inked. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, Kirsten, Inked is a horse that's an off-track thoroughbred that kind of got the ball rolling with your venture now with Yellow Pine Farms. But I want to talk about you and how you got into the industry. I met you several years ago when you were working for Joe Sharp, uh, galloping him. Then you went on to be an assistant um, for Connor Murphy too. So how did you get into the racing industry? So I was just a girl who loved horses. I've always been that way. And um, it was through friends uh, who uh, had friends with owners on the racetrack at Thistledown. And I just went for a visit one, you know, one morning and I kept going back. Um, I'd handled horses my whole life, but this was a whole different breed, obviously. And uh, I wanted to learn more. Where else do you see so many horses? Um, it wasn't necessarily the game that brought me in. It was just, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to learn. What disciplines did you explore prior to coming to the track? Um, a little bit of everything. I grew up with Morgan, so they're very versatile. Um, Western English, a little bit of jumping, even saddle seat. Um, I learned driving with them. And of course, we had a variety of ponies at the barn that I grew up at. Um, it was just a local lesson barn in Ohio, where I'm from. Um, but it, it really prepared me for everything, which was cool. It was very cool. So um, when I did find the racetrack, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm going to become an exercise rider. Um, but again, it was the learning experience. So I started from the bottom as a hot walker, uh, turned groom. And then of course, you know, I got the itch to ride. Um, <laughs> I 
studied for a while. And, uh, you know, it just developed from there. Um, I was given opportunities through some really great people. Um, they lent me the helping hand and gave me the opportunity to learn, which was incredible. Um, you know, you kind of do have to uh, find your way through it and fail a little. <laughs> you know, it's not always pretty, but um, I've always been pretty tough on myself, which has been a little bit hard because you can't be too critical on the racetrack. But, um, you know, it's it's been a journey of a lifetime for sure. <laughs> And how did you come into working with uh, working at Joe Sharpsburn? Because I know he's the one who originally had inked. Yeah. So um, uh, actually, <clears throat> my boyfriend at the time, he was assistant for him. So um, he had bought him at the Keeneland sale when inked was just a yearling. Um, and I'd never, I'd never named a horse or had a part of any of that. And uh, we were throwing out name options and he ended up putting mine in and uh, they took it. So it was really cool. And like I said, it was the first time for me. So um, being that I was there at the sale, I kind of was like, this is my horse, you know. Um, so I you, just, so you, know, you actually were a part of buying him. I didn't realize that. I was there. Yeah, I was there. So, um, yeah. you know, we looked at him and, and he didn't sell through the ring, but they um, they worked it out afterwards and, and he came home. Um, he went up to Wisconsin to be broke. Um, and then there in the spring, we met um, in Minnesota at Canterbury Park, which is where I was for the summer. So um, that was kind of my first opportunity, really doing a lot of gate work. And, you know, I had I had uh, started Young Thoroughbreds in California. That was my first experience uh, galloping, you know, and, and working with riding thoroughbreds. Um, but this was cool. It was on the track. You know, like I said, I got to to do the gate work and, um, you know, he was always my ride. So it was it was a lot of fun. He taught me a lot. You know, we definitely had a bond. How did you come up with the name Inked? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, you know, I mean... So he's by Include, and uh, I was just trying to think of something to kind of play off that. And, you know, everybody seems to have tattoos, so I thought it was kind of cool, um, you know, off of the, the show Ink, and that's it. <laughs> I like the the simple one-word name. I think that's neat. Um, like I said, I, I didn't I didn't know that, that I would name him. It just kind of happened, um, and I was really surprised about it. So it was, it was a big deal for me because I had never done that before. And it's so cool because you that was just another thing that you got to experience at the racetrack. And and I feel like you you kind of did it all in such a short period of time. And so how did – and then you became an assistant for, for Connor Murphy, right? Yeah, that was kind of um, an opportunity that I couldn't really pass up. Um, he was looking for somebody to take the string down to the fairgrounds for the winter. And um, – you know, I did, I did feel like it was a, a big step up, but I knew that I had the experience and, um, you know, he was, he was very much, you know, there for me, even though he stayed in Kentucky, it was, it was good to, um, have that trust given to me, but know that there's somebody there, you know, if I needed anything. Um, so it was, it was a sink or swim thing, but I always kind of rise to the occasion. And, and like I said, it was, it was an amazing learning experience. Um, that was, that was super, super cool. Now, let's get back to Inked. And I'm I'm not going to lie. He was claimed away from, from Joe and Cody and ended up in Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, some tracks that, I'll admit, 
I'm not too familiar with. Like Sweetwater Falls, I've heard I've heard of Grants Pass, but how did you track him down? Did you just put him in your stable mail and and keep track of him that way? Yeah, I have quite a few horses um, in there. The list is long, you know, just just horses that I've ridden or worked with that um, I'd like to keep tabs on because obviously this is the game, you know, uh, and that's really a useful tool that we can use. So I use um, Equibase Stable Mail and um, just kept tabs on him. So every time he'd have a work or a race, I'd, I'd see that. Um, from what I understand, he was kind of on the on the fair circuit out west and, and just running really, really cheap. Then eventually his last race was in October and he just kind of fell off the map. So I hadn't seen anything for months after that and I wasn't sure what happened. That was like a really unsettling, you know, feeling because I'm like, you know, here's this horse that, that I'd love to to keep tabs on and, and see do well and and see progress. And you just see them doing the trickle down. Um and then all of a sudden they're gone. So that was, you know, it's always it's always hard to not know where they're at. And there's there's a, a long list of those horses, you know. So I know it's a, it's an it is the the unfortunate part of the industry. I do think we're making big strides in Absolutely. protecting those horses, but still, there's so much to be done. But for you, how did you end up tracking him down? As you said, he kind of went off the radar off of Equibase, and he's in what you think Wyoming or in the Midwest somewhere. How did you get a hold of his connections to to find out where he was? So this was completely fate. I mean, if if um, stars align and things just you know happen the way they're supposed to, this is one of those things. Um, it it was really incredible. Like I said, he had been kind of off my radar. Um, I didn't know that anybody else had him on the radar. I had no idea, um, but his breeder did, um, and so unbeknownst to me, she had. She lives in Portland, and so she had made the four-hour trip to Grants Pass um, to see him uh, for his last race. And so after he had run, she had inquired as to what he was going to be doing, you know, after this or next year, um, you know, what was the plans for him. And um, they had said that he was, you know, likely to go to the Indian Relay races. And so she wanted better for him than that and um, made arrangements to ship him back to Kentucky um, to the farm where he was, he was born. Um, this is again from, from Oregon. Uh, so meanwhile, I'm in Kentucky near Louisville. Um, I'm at a boarding facility called Mosier Wood, which operates Second Stride, which is an aftercare program. And um, I had a horse boarded there <laughs> And I was I was active in helping get on these these retired racehorses and taking video footage and things like that. You know, I always like to know when new horses came in. So I was riding my current horse, the one I had boarded there, Ryman, and uh, it was a lovely afternoon. We were just hanging out, talking to the girls there at the at the farm, and I was asking them, "Hey, what'd you guys get in today?" You know, I heard you got four new horses. And usually it's kind of, you know, oh, chestnut mare, oh, you know, bay gelding, beautiful horse, you know. Uh, they don't always say names. It's just kind of, you know, here's what we got. So the very last horse she said was inked. And um, I really was not sure that I heard her right. 
It was kind of windy and I just, I mean, I was sitting on my horse. I thought I was going to fall off of him. And I'm like, did you just say inked? And, uh, she's, she says, yeah. And I said, just right away, I said, that's my horse. And (sighs) again, I didn't know this journey he had taken. I had no clue. And he was actually on a waiting list, um, for another aftercare program in Lexington. So, for him to end up at Second Stride was was really incredible. I mean, if he ended up at the farm down the road, I'd have never known it, you know? So um, it was immediate that I adopted him. (laughs) Kind of a hell or high water. You know, I don't need another horse, but you're mine. So, you know, you're here. And, um, you know, he didn't look like the horse that that I uh, knew as a a two-year-old, you know. Uh, He he had been weathered. He had spent some time... um, in the Blackfoot Hills of South Dakota um, with a herd of horses. So, um, you know, but I knew what he would look like. And and the farm there is gorgeous. He had plenty of pasture. So, um, you know, we just started off bareback riding. And, you know, he's, he's a very, very cool horse. You know, anybody can ride him. He'll take care of them. But he's, he's fun enough for me to ride. Um, so he kind of you know, I've dabbled in, in jumping recently. And so he really gave me a boost in that, in my confidence, because um, he's a very confident horse. He'll really do anything I ask him. He makes a great pony. So I use him as that all the time. Uh, he's very much all around. <laughs> wow. That's, that is yeah. an incredible story. And, and yeah. his breeder, I'm assuming you were talking about Susan Young. Yes, yes. And we're in touch all the time. I mean, you know, I think we've made lifelong friends. And ironically, she um, has Morgan show horses. So, you know, that's where I started. Um, So it's just kind of interesting, all the pieces and parts that connect, you know. The horse world where things come right. full circle constantly. Right. Absolutely. That's, in, that's incredible. Now, yeah. as you said, you, you ha- already had actually an OTTB uh prior to obtaining inked again. So for you, and then let's get into Yellow Pine Farms. You're back in Ohio now. Yeah. What, and this has kind of snowballed in the last two years. Am I right? Yes, definitely. Um, I, while I love the racetrack and the excitement, the moving is, is difficult on me. And, and, you know, I've had this pull to move home for, a little while now, you know, my, my family's here and I like the stability of that. Um, so I felt like, you know, this was definitely my journey. Um, and inked as well as the other off track thoroughbreds that I've had, um, they really gave me that boost. Uh, they opened my eyes that people do want to listen. People do want to learn. People love these horses. And I really, think that all the opportunities and the experience that I've had on the track, you know, that set me up perfect for what I'm doing now. And it's a really important thing to do. It's much needed. So I love that, you know, we can we can offer it. We have a 41 acre farm here with uh, 23 stalls. We just put up new paddocks that are thoroughbred proof, which is very important. Um, you know, and, and uh, they're just they're absolutely happy. Um, I have seven horses of Connors that I used to take care of, which is very cool. Um, so it's, it's like having my old crew back. And uh, as it continues to develop, we've put a lot of work into the farm, updating it and things. So 
as it continues to develop, you know, we'll, we'll do more. I'd really like to have, um, you know, different educational videos and, you know, Q and A and any way that I can help, you know, I'm, I'm here to share what I've learned because that's how people, you know, taught me. That's how I was able to learn. So, um, that's, that's what we're trying to do here at Yellow Pine. So is it you and who else? Is this a venture that you've taken on with, with members of your family or it, are you just riding and, and re, retraining these horses? So this is, um, my best friend, uh, longtime best friend. We've, uh, I knew her since I was 16 years old and we've always been into horses together. So, um, it's been a dream of ours and kind of where I was in, in life and, in having these off track horses and having such success, finding them homes, you know, it, it just moved into this, this direction. Uh, we started looking for a farm and, and we found it and, it's very much been a family venture as well. My whole family's here. I mean, we have, you know, my grandma loves to garden. So she's out there doing landscaping and, you know, my grandpa's doing this and that. So, um, you know, even though, cause I don't come from a horse family at all. Um, I just, you know, have always loved them, but, uh, my family's always been very, very supportive. So they're, they're all out here all the time. Um, my sister, you know, she brings, her family out and, and, uh, Phoebe is my niece. She's just over a year and, uh, ink is her horse. <laughs> She's claimed him. So, uh, I'd, I'd really like to see that in the future. That'd be really cool. Um, she always looks for him. She goes straight to him and, and she's, she's super brave. She's a little, little timid for the other horses, but for some reason she just really loves ink, which is amazing. <laughs> Is that just because he is that kind sort of character? He is. He very much is. I mean, he's hard not to love. Um, he, he has all kinds of personality. He's just, he's, he's an incredible soul. You know, he's just one of those horses for sure. Now, as far as you said, you have seven on the farm now. Are, is this a process that you are retraining them to find them new homes? Or is this something that you're going to show these horses or kind of bring people in that want to lease them? What's kind of your goal with with your farm now? So we actually have 20. I just have seven. Sorry. Owners. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, we, are, we are full. Um, but yes, the, the goal is to... Um, they're, they're all different. So some of them we'd really like to develop more. And with those horses, those, you know, we'd plan to show and, and, you know, compete, get out there a little bit, give more exposure to. Um, I think it's really important for us to have horses that we are developing to showcase what we do. Um, if you're, you know, just constantly finding, you know, homes for these ones that, you know, just come in, you know, that's great. But I really put a lot of emphasis on the training. I love that part of it. And I would like for a person to, you know, have a horse that just completely fits them. And uh, so if, if a person is a little more, you know, willing and able to have a, a greener horse, that's great. Um, the most important thing to us is the match. Some horses I barely have for a week and, and they've already found their home. Um, others, like I say, you know, we really like to hang on to. And even if I have interest, I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> this one, this is my ride for a while. Um, so various, various things. Um, I think leasing, leasing is a good option. 
um, for some of our horses out here. It's a, it's a good way for a person to take on that commitment while not having a full commitment. Um, lessons, training. Uh, I have a couple horses in training here outside of ours, so that's pretty cool. Um, I love young horses and, and starting babies, so um, I do have one who's going to go to the racetrack, so that'll be neat. Um, we hope to up those numbers and, and maybe we can have, uh, you know, a little group out, out for a gallop. That'd be wonderful. I have, um, some really good help here and, uh, they're, they're good riders and I'd like to give them the opportunity to learn and ride, you know, as, um, I've had not just here, you know, clean stalls, do the, do the muck work, you know, the stuff that's not so fun. I really find it important to, teach grooming, to teach the nutrition, to get them on their back. You know, if you have goals to ride, then get on. There's a horse for everybody. I mean, I have, you know, horses with the most doll sweet dispositions, you know, they're, they're absolutely wonderful. And these are horses that are pretty fresh off the track. So there is, there is a variety in them, which is cool. Now will inked forever be yours though? Unless Phoebe, my niece, takes over. <laughs> we have several years for that, you would think. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a couple of years till till that happens. But yes, he, he'll always be here. He's our mascot. And like I've said, um, he's very all around. So I use him as a pony. He builds confidence for other horses. I think it's great to, to take him around on, you know, trails and um, you know, to, to get their mind off of what they, you know, the busy, the busy, they just need to settle down and relax and realize that this is, this is a vacation. It's a new chapter, you know, so enjoy it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. For you though, what, what is the, I mean, you are very individual minded and, and tailoring things for each horse I gather, but for you, when they first come, what is the first thing that you do with them, you know, as their first step into off track life? So I evaluate their, um, you know, their soundness, obviously their body condition. Um, they're, they're all different in that case too. Some horses, you know, come in a little bit more fit than others, you know, some, um, you know, obviously have, have some forms of ulcers that need treated or, um, often I worm them, um, get their feet done, just kind of go over the whole horse. Uh, if they, I like to do chiropractic work if they need, you know, adjustment. I think they all really could use that. So, you know, I, after all the work that they've done, I really like to let them relax. Um, once I get their hind shoes off, I usually keep front shoes on just for, for a while, depending on the horse, um, just to give them the opportunity to adjust because uh, then they do go out in pastures, paddocks, I introduce them to our um, lowest man on the totem pole and see how they do with that. You know, he's not going to pick on them. So, um, and then from there, you know, I assess what group they'll go in. My biggest thing is getting them comfortable, getting good weight on them. Um, I don't feel the need to push them and get on right away. I mean, I might play around and bear back and, and just see what they're like. I, I do enjoy that kind of thing. But I'm not going to push them. I want them to just relax. They've, they've done a lot for a length of time usually. And, and I feel like everybody needs a vacation. So once they start getting good weight and they have a good appetite, um, from there, we start with groundwork. I, I start from the very basics, just as if they weren't, weren't broke or handled before. Um, I like to 
use rope halters and work on the lunge line, change directions from there. I believe in ground driving. So I like to connect the front to the back of the horse and get them yeah. turning, get them, you know, a little more flexibility. Um, and then from there, I'll get on. I pony them all the time. We do some work in jump shoots uh, for the horses that are ready for that. I think that's a really good way to see what they like to do. They don't all like to jump. So if they're not apt to do it, I don't push it. Um, the horses that like to jump, just they do it on their own and, and really enjoy it. So that's what I like to see. Um, we hack out, trail ride. Like I said, my girls that are here, they're fantastic. And and uh, we ride together, which is fun. Um, I'm trying to, you know, bring them up and, and teach them as much as, as they can learn as well as the horses. I think these horses have a lot to teach and a lot to offer. Um, and, and if they're managed right, they can definitely do that really well. So, Kirsten, do you think that what you learned and what you experienced on the racetrack really gave you a leg up um, to what you're doing now? I mean, just the way that you've spoken about what you do with them first and checking the nutrition and everything like that. Do you think that being at the racetrack and, and knowing all those things that you often do in a barn at the track really has helped you in this venture? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I would say without it, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be set up to, to have, um, the program that we have here at all. It's, it's given me so much. And, and from the, the farm, like I said, that I learned to gallop at in California, um, and how they manage that, as well as um, the racetrack itself and, and how different trainers manage. Um, I think it's, it's absolutely set me up for, for what we have. It's, it's invaluable. And, and if more people could get that experience, um, it would make a big difference, I think. Really quick, you have been like from coast to coast, north to south. How many <laughs> racetracks have you been at? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'd have to count <laughs> quite a few. Yeah. I mean, I met you in Louisiana and New Orleans. Um, you're at Canterbury, California. Yeah. The three tracks in California. Um, I've, you know, covered the Midwest here in Ohio and uh, been to Mountaineer. Uh, I've been to Belmont. My favorite is Woodbine in Toronto. Um, I've been up there a couple times with Emmaus, who's uh, a big horse for Connor. Where is he, by the way? Uh, he's, he's with Connor. So we okay. have to call for him. Uh, and we have to <laughs> get ribs whenever that happens. So we're he's not so gonna- cool. He's a very cool horse. But he's always welcome. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. so no, the, the racetrack has, has uh, definitely fed into my gypsy uh, love. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're settled. Now you've got this farm, which I, I am so happy for you. And it just sounds like a wonderful opportunity for you and the horses alike and for everybody that you are educating that works with you now. And um, so I kind of want to get back to Inked and we want to know a little bit more about his personality. And I, my first question always is, what is his favorite treat? Oh, he'll eat anything. Yeah, he's not picky. Uh, he's just like, give me the food. <laughs> yeah, so from from peppermints, apples, carrots, uh, you name it, treats. Yeah, he loves it all. 
Now, really quick, is he – you talk about turning horses out and, and knowing the herd dynamics. Yeah. Where does he fit in in the herd dynamic? Oh, he's in the he's in the thoroughbred gang. Yeah, he's in the bad boys club. Um, he's yeah, he's in the rowdy bunch. There's uh, five of those. Five of those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're the they're the crazy ones. But they play, they have fun, and and that's what they need. So um, they don't they don't overdo it with each other. They know their limits, and um, but yeah, they run up and down the hill all day. <laughs> well. Speaking of knowing limits, let's say Inked was a guy, was a person, and you guys were out in the town. What would be his drink of choice? Oh, Inked. Um, I don't know. I think he'd probably just be a plain beer guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like the no frills. Um, yeah, he's he's the no frills guy. He's up for anything. Yeah. Good old Budweiser. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, what is his favorite thing to do? Um, to be rowdy with his buddies. He can't wait to get outside. Well, first, obviously, he has to eat. So that's very, very, very important. And then as soon as he's done eating, he can't wait to get outside. So um, like I said, the rowdy bunch, they go out first for good reason. So. <laughs> yeah, I, or they tear the barn down. But yeah. for like, how about riding him? Is there a certain yeah. thing he loves to do when you're riding? Um, he's up for everything. He's actually really, he's really sensitive, um, in a good way. So, uh, he moves off the legs really well. He's very good at maneuvering. Um, I've always thought it'd be interesting to get into competitive trail with him because he'd be so good at it. You know, he's just there for me. So we're always opening gates while I'm on him. I'll have another horse that I'm ponying while I'm opening a gate. Wow. All the super safe things. But I like to expose these horses to as much as I can. I don't want somebody to get a surprise. You know, it's like, um, so so the more that they can do, the more that they've been exposed to. And, and they've already been exposed to so many things on the racetrack. So it's actually, it's easier than people think. Yep, I couldn't <laughs> agree with you more. Yeah. Is there anything he doesn't like? Does not like. Um well, he he loves his webbing. If he doesn't have his webbing, um, he's the only horse with one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So if he doesn't have his webbing, he has a fit. Yeah, he loves to hang his head out and see what's going on. And he's not like a, a weaver per se, but he does like a little rock back and forth and he has a head bob. So um, we always have music playing in the barn and, and he looks like he's dancing. It's pretty cute. <laughs> well, what has been the, I mean, I'm sure you've learned a lot from all the horses that you've been around, but is there one specific thing that he has taught you? He's given me a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, the jumping had been, I played around with it as a kid, small obstacles, nothing, nothing uh, extensive. And, um, he, as well as the horse that I had Ryman, um, when I come across to ink or when ink came to me, however you want to say it, um, you know, those two, especially inked, he really gave me the confidence to go for it and to do it, to, to keep trying. You know, when I ride him, I feel like he'd go to battle for you. You know, he'd, he'd do anything. And so my job is to not overface him, obviously. Um, but he's, he's really given me that and, and to give me the confidence to know that people want to listen. Our story is pretty, you know, pretty interesting. And 
there's hope out there for a lot of different things and big dreams, you know? So, uh, he's given me everything really. Oh, that's so cool. If you could sum him up in three words, what would they be? Best horse ever. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. No, he is. Uh, He he really is. He's just a, a good soul. Like I said, I, I trust him with my life. I trust him with anybody. Um, my niece, you know, he's, he's going to be, you know, the best lesson horse and he's, he, he's awesome. There's, there's nothing better than him. He's really, really a good soul. Now, Kirsten, you are pretty active on Instagram. Can people check you out on there? Absolutely. Um, we are at, uh, so inked.ottb and then yellow pine farms is our, our two handles. I mean, he has his own Instagram page. He has made it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, his has been a little bit quiet. I'm working on that. We've had so much to do with the farm. So I can tell no worries, but still to look through his pictures, it, 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 you can see how sweet and kind he is. Absolutely. No, he, he shows himself well. Now, Kirsten, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for everything you're doing for the horses at Yellow Pine Farms and for just being awesome to all the horses that have come across your path in your life. I appreciate your kind words and thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's edition of Off Track. Well, Kirsten and Ink's story really shows how things in the racing and horse industry and world do come full circle. And also a special thanks to his breeder, Susan Young, for ensuring that he had a happy and safe retirement. I also want to give a shout out to the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. Without their support, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast every week. So if you want to support them, make sure you check out trfinc.org slash off track to donate and feel free to subscribe, share, and leave any comments. Thanks.